We're going to make some porn on the podcast here. I like that, yeah. Okay. Porn on the podcast. We're porn on the podcast. We're porn on, on the, the podcast, podcast today. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel. Sitting across from me is Jeremy, the Kitchen White Law. Nah. Sitting next to him is our pitmaster and producer, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. Uh, so we've got a big episode ahead. Lots of awesome things to talk about. You need to stay tuned for that. We got Easter that's coming up. We're all going to be telling you about some killer double action smoked ham later on in the episode. And guess what, guys? Porn is back. We're going to be getting back in some porn on the podcast. Hosted by the salty, sweet, sassy lady next to me. <laughs> Miss Stacy, the one, the one that brought it, the one, the second, you're the second one to do it. Weren't you after Matt? I think I was, but Pinky's out. It's going down. I am so excited about this. Mm. Mm, very Joel excited. told me earlier that this one cost over $1,000, so yeah. super excited. How, yeah. did you, and it's how did you know? Four. <laughs> it's four bottles, which is unusual. Yep, so we went ahead and added four. Yeah, no, that's one thing she's been talking about. Normally on the porn on the podcast, we do three blind tastings. Uh, but Stacy is swinging for the fences, and uh, has got four here for us to dive into. So it's been a few months since we've done this, and a lot of people are like, "Hey, where's porn? Like, we need some more bourbon talk." So we're bringing it back, and it's coming back, and it's coming back hard. I know because we're like a hub for porn, you know. So like, we need to get out there and give the people what they need. You know? And I'm a star. I mean, I'm a star when it comes to hosting uh, these. You are. You yeah. are. I mean, Joel's a great director, but you are a star. <laughs> Okay, with that being said, let's do what we always do, and let's catch up. Uh, dude, Matt, last week we missed you, homie. How was your uh, vacation? Uh, it was good. You know, um, a little unusual. So vacation was pretty low-key. It was nice to get out of the house, right? But uh, a little bit of inside baseball that I don't think most of our listeners realize is even when I'm not on the show, normally I'm still behind the scenes doing stuff, editing, et cetera, et cetera. We ran into some tiff technical difficulties uh last week and uh joel and i were on the phone i'm down in florida joel's up in tennessee and we're trying to figure out what to do to get the the show done so that everybody 12 hours till a release date (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so so i uh popped open my editor and exported all of the little sound clips that we need and sent them to joel and and thankfully joel was able to get the show hammered out so i just want to say first of all joel i thought you did a great job on last week's show and it was really weird for me to hear it for the first time with everybody else it's the first time since we've been doing this that yeah. I heard it along with all the listeners. So Thanks, a bizarre, dude. a bizarre feeling. Yeah, it was like fresh. Now, were you like excited to listen to it for the first time? Like, oh my God, what happened? I was. And then I heard all of the things that you guys left in for me to listen to <laughs> through the edit. And then I was just sad I didn't get to hear all that, you know, while I was working on the show. But one thing I did want to say is it's probably a good thing that I wasn't there for it because I've never really done any of the Irish whiskey stuff. Um, never really tried it other than that Irish car bomb that we had last year, uh, mm. which if you haven't heard that show, uh, be sure to go back and check that out. If you're listening, we need, so, to, put, we need to put that in post, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Just that um, little clip. 
But it's probably a good thing that I wasn't there for that, just because you guys know me. Whenever I go on something, typically go pretty hard. You guys have seen my bourbon stash. Uh And the way you guys were talking about that Irish whiskey makes me nervous. Like, if I were to try that, I'd be out, like, looking for all the Irish whiskey around and, like, trying to buy it all up, you know? Hey, dude. That yellow spot, I've got a pour saved for you, Matt, because you've got to try it. That sounds like so good. You're looking down right now. I keep expecting you to like pull up like four bottles of Irish whiskey that you just bought on your way home or something. Not, like, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then hearing the the beer talk too, it was just a it was a good episode. You guys, you did, you guys did a great job. Uh, sad that I couldn't hang out with Lou, but someday we'll make that happen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's you not know, the that's not the last time Lou's going to be on the podcast. Well, he was here. You know, we were all sitting around. We were eating the, the delicious Irish burgers, and we kept talking about different things, and and all of us were like. That's another episode that that is an episode. And it was such like pigeonholed topics that we are so excited to bring this year. Like we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it. We're going to have Lou on Matt, you know, hopefully we'll get you here in person as well. And we'll have a great time. So it's going to be really good. Dude, editing that podcast, Matt, that was, uh, uh, First of all, it took it took a long time because <laughs> I'm not, I mean I, I'm I, I, it was the first time I've done it since we you know since we all became a crew together because um, you took over the the producing and the podcast of the editing of the podcast you know shortly after we started doing this all four of us together so I've not touched it since and it was exciting it was fun but man yeah the, some rookie mistakes were made for sure but. It was, <laughs> It definitely like there. There was some stuff we cut out, and and we may put it at the end of this one, at the very end, like you know the bloopers at the end. Uh, uh-huh. There was some stuff that was cut out that was so funny, and I trimmed it just a little too much, and we missed it at the end. Uh. No, I usually write the bios like that go on the Instagram posts and stuff like that. So the morning of the podcast, I was like, hey, so. Uh, do we have a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we even have one yet? Yeah. It was on the line. But uh, anyway, Jeremy, so I saw in your stories recently that you had just a humongous chunk of beef that you've been working on. Tell us a little bit about mm. that. Yeah. Uh, I recently, uh, yesterday, cooked a entire beef uh, shoulder clod and um, local butcher shop Simpsons Meat reached out to me. They wanted me to cook one of them for them. And I was like, sure, why not? It sounds like a challenge. Um cooked it similar similar to how you would cook a brisket. Usually the beef shoulder is kind of turned into either uh, ground beef or uh, there are a few steaks in there. The uh, the Terrace Major, which is the petite tender. The flat iron steaks are in there. So there's a few good steaks in there. There's some burger meat in there. Uh, there's a lot going on in there. Um, a lot of connective tissue, um, a lot of uh, you know silver skin and fat and everything. So uh, there's an old school Texas way of just cooking this whole thing like a brisket. It was uh, 22.6 pounds of meat. Wow. I, uh, I seasoned. Yeah, it. It was big. I was, <laughs> I was trying to season it up with the Magnum. I just did. I just did a, a plain Magnum rub on there. Didn't do anything crazy. Three bottles later. Try- <laughs> yeah, three bottles later. I was trying to season it, and like I didn't want to get both my hands dirty when I flip it over. So I'm trying to flip it over with one hand, and like my wife's like laughing at me because it's like impossible <laughs> to flip with one hand, like on the cutting board. Um, but yeah, massive, massive piece of meat. Um, I did the uh, the primo ceramic grill. Uh, took almost 20 hours to cook it and uh use some jealous devil charcoal on there uh tried out their uh their lump or their their extra large briquettes in the uh in the jealous devil um put it on there for 20 hours use a water pan in there for a little extra moisture didn't wrap or anything and just uh 
took it until it hit temperature right at about 200 degrees. It was super tender. Um, if you've ever seen a beef shoulder, there's a, a thicker side in a thinner side, kind of like a brisket, mm-hmm. you know, your point and your flat. Um, and the, but it's evenly marbled all throughout. It's, it's, it's very, very fatty. So the, uh, the leaner side kind of turns into pulled beef and then the other side kind of turns into sliced beef. So, uh, I was actually able to use a sponsor of the show, Dalstrong sent out a really nice slicer for us to use on the show. And so yep. I was able to use that, slice it up, uh, cut it up. And then, uh, we had just tons and tons of beef to eat. So you ate that as like slice slices, like a brisket slice, or did you pull it and eat it as like pulled beef? Both, both. So, uh, the thinner end when you take that up, it, it was like butter. It was like just falling apart, uh, pulled beef. I mean, just like, like, you know, you, you cut that end off and it's like, you have a pork butt in your hands. It just melts to nothing. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's, it's mm, fantastic. That's the part I the, want. Yeah. And then the other, the thicker side, uh, you can slice that. And, and then, uh, th- there's some, um, fashion, uh, kind of running through there that you have to kind of cut out after you, cause the, these slices are absolutely massive, twice as big as a brisket slice. Uh, so you kind of cut that out, but yeah, so sliced beef and pulled beef all from the same cut. Dude, I was watching you trim that up in one of your videos and mm-hmm. it was so cool because, you know, you talk about all the different, um, you know, muscle segments. groups that are segments that are in it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I could see all those lines, man. And it was just like, I wanted to dive in there with you. Start like butcher pop, porn start for you. Popping. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But I have uh, never but- heard of this. Uh, I, I I mean, I knew there was a shoulder claw, but I just didn't know people did what you what you did and cooked the whole damn thing. Yeah. So when uh, when Jacob from Simpsons reached out to me to uh, to cook it, I had to do a bunch of research. I watched a bunch of butchering videos to see each of the individual muscles, what they did, uh, how tender they were, what what they're commonly used for, and then also um, I found a bunch of um, not a bunch, just actually very few. Um, cooks where people cook it whole like that. And I guess it's like a really old school Texas thing. Um, brisket is so popular, which brisket is kind of the boob, the pectoral muscle of the cow. (laughs) It sits on the front. And then this is the shoulder that sits just on the back, like the same muscle, but on the back. Um, and so this is kind of one of those things back in the day, you know, no one wanted these muscles for anything. They were just kind of trash muscles and, uh, they started cooking them low and slow. Uh, the brisket got wildly popular, but the shoulder clod didn't really, it's mostly used for hamburger meat nowadays. Um, but I mean, you know, if Texas barbecue hadn't got so big, we'd all be eating brisket as hamburgers. You know, it's one of those, yeah. one of those yep. cuts. Yep. so that's kind of where it comes from. There's not a ton of videos on YouTube about it, but I mean, it's just like cooking a brisket, how you cook a brisket, exact, exact same method. Mm, sounds like you should uh, put a YouTube video up about how to butcher and cook one of those. Hmm. Uh, maybe like an Instagram video. We'll start there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the recording of this podcast, I've dropped like my prep video, but I have a couple videos uh, throughout the whole process and stuff. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty straightforward. If if you've cooked a brisket, you can one hundred percent handle a uh, a shoulder clod. So, if that's if you if you want a new challenge, something different, and you've uh, you've already kind of mastered the brisket, I would highly recommend uh, asking your local butcher for a whole shoulder clod. So. Uh, not along those same lines at all and and not at all a smooth segue i'm curious <laughs> so uh, H- harper is to the point now where she's starting to eat real food right Ooh. so she's eating the baby food and stuff like Better that nice. and so do you got you guys all have kids and you've had kids mm-hmm. for much longer than me harper's only four months old so do you, did did you guys try the baby food before you gave it to your kids we did no. some of them yes i uh, maybe the plum 
because that's delicious. You but tried not- some of the little mm-hmm. meat sticks or something. Meat no, sticks? I'm, no. They're I'm, like little Viennas in a jar. <laughs> well, yeah, they are. Yeah, those are just regular Vienna socks. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is what I want to ask about is we've been shopping for baby food. And so our pediatrician said start off on like fruits and veggies. And so we got like carrots and peas and apples and all that kind of stuff. And so far all she's had is carrots. And I'm going to try them all. I want to know what they taste like. It, You know, it's supposed to just, if you look at ingredients, it's like. Yeah organic carrots and that's it so i'm gonna try it and see what they taste like carrots weren't too bad but when we were looking in the baby food section i saw there is like turkey and gravy baby food and like chicken and gravy baby food it looks like somebody cooked turkey and put it in a blender with gravy and like blended it up into a puree (laughs) and then put it in a jar yeah it is it's like like chicken and rice but it's like blended up hey (laughs) it's like dog food rabbit hole rabbit hole i used to i worked for one um during for half a half a semester in high school i worked for an assisted living center and that's what i used to do there that's what i did there is i pureed beef (laughs) Chicken, oh all proteins uh, into into a uh, li- liquid so that they could drink their so the residents the, their could proteins. drink their meals. Yep, that's that's really sad. But Fun fact: the baby food. No way. That's where Joel's <laughs> cooking experience came from, guys. That's right. That's where I started. Guys <laughs> I started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> that's his foundation yeah. in cooking pureeing yeah. meats. <laughs> I think that's really sweet. But Matt, actually, um, one of my friends, you know, when we were working at the hospital here locally. Um, you know, as a nurse, sometimes you have a tough time grabbing something to eat and she has like a gluten allergy. So like a lot of us would like pick up, you know, some graham crackers or crackers and some peanut butter and just throw it down and, you know, go about our business and work. But she would grab the banana baby food and eat a couple jars of it. And that one is good. It is really good. Jeremy's like, oh my God, this is disgusting. Try it. There's, yeah, uh, I don't really have much to say on this. It's just, well, I say, I say all that to say, you know, I'm going to try the stuff. I don't think I'm going to try that one if we ever get it just because it looks so gross. But I knew if any of us had tried it, it would have been Joel. I, this is giving me I some have, ideas. The, the, the turkey one. <laughs> Who can fashion me up a wheel? Yeah. Get out of here. No. <laughs> spin, spin. <laughs> <laughs> Which food do you get today? Like fear factor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you answer the question wrong, bitch. You got to spin the wheel. <laughs> so. 20, we'll bring 22 and 2 back with a twist. Uh, there you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> but no, the turkey, it, 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 down. It, it tastes like freaking turkey. It does. Yeah. You just have to get meat. You have to get past the consistency of it. But if you close your eyes, I, I tasted a lot of baby food, Matt, on just sheer accident with kids with it all over their fingers and they just shove it in my face and you know stuff like that i've had some i've had some unfortunate accidents of baby food and the tasting of all that but oh wait what congratulations are in order now there is we have an inauguration here folks do, Matt do, 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 do. is officially a team camp chef <laughs> yeah what? well yeah, you had so, a camp uh, chef before you have your camp chef flat top uh four burner yeah that didn't count um, but now, I mean, you've gone all in. Yeah. Uh, got rid of the old big T. Um, well, I haven't got rid of it yet. It's out in the garage. I'm, I'm going to post it for sale. Uh, it's by the curb for the trash chance. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> but I was blown away when the, so I got the camp chef woodwind 24, I think 24. it is 24. Yeah. yeah um, that's what I have. 
and the features on it are pretty unbelievable. Uh, so I did some stories whenever it first came in, just comparing it to what I'm used to, which is I've always been a Traeger guy. I always had Traegers. And there's some cool stuff like uh, the the way that the you can empty the ash from the bottom of the hot pot is incredible. And then it's got four four probes right on it uh, that you don't have to have. Like I've always used like a Thermaworks uh, probe. Yeah. A remote probe or whatever to keep an eye on the meat temp and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of unbelievable just little stuff like that that they did like there's a really cool pellet hopper on the back of it and you, there's a slide on the side where you can move that heat deflector out of the yep. way and get direct searing uh mm-hmm. ability right above the hot pot it's it was little stuff like that that i'm i was a little blown away that not more people are doing so i know that like yoder has the uh direct searing capability but to my knowledge nobody else has sort of put all that together the way that camp chef has so it was really impressive really happy with the cook so far dude they've taken like they've taken everything you need on one unit and they've put it on there not not trying to sound yeah not trying to sound too commercially or anything but but seriously that's one reason why i decided to go with camp chef and you know when they uh when you finally get your sidekick that's supposed mm-hmm. to go with that thing, it's gonna it's a game changer. You can do everything from you know frying the food, boiling stuff. You know they got the pizza oven, the griddle top, the barbecue box. All everything is right there. Yeah, you yeah, can, it's you can so do it all. Amazing. And that's what kind of sold me on it is when we were talking to Brooks. It's been a long time ago, but you go back in the back catalog and look up Brooks from Camp Chef. Uh, we did a whole episode where we were just talking to him about the stuff that they do and just talking to him about these cookers that they're putting out where it can replace like three or four other cookers that I've got on my back deck. So I'm going to yeah. I'm going to post my uni pizza oven for sale. Uh, I'm going to post I'm actually going to get rid of my four burner flat top uh, because I'm going to have the griddle on the sidekick that does everything mm-hmm. I need. And then I'm getting rid of my trigger. All of that is moving into one unit. So it's going to be a huge space saver. It's just a big convenience thing. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to use it more. hundred percent dude. Like I still have my four burner flat top, but I'm the kind of person. It's like, well, maybe I might have a bunch of people I have to griddle for. <laughs> you know? Well, we usually, so, like, we usually do. We have like 20 burgers at once to cook or something. That's why, like that. that's why I keep, I keep, I've got my, my or hibachi when we do my, hibachi. Uh, my 36, my camp chef, 36 slide and grill pellet, pellet grill. Yeah. I've not fired it up since I've got my 24 because I haven't had enough food yeah. to put in it, but I might have to one day. Someday. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> someday. I need to fire I, it up. It probably, doesn't, it probably all locked up. I'm fired up. Hey, Shut fired up, up, Chris. Well, I'm glad you're finally a part of the Camp Chef team, bro, Chacho. And what else we got? Oh, I wanted to hear about, um, I saw today you were cooking a hot and fast pork butt. You know, you typically, we cook it. Oh, we about? started about 225 and let it ride. And that takes, you know, quite some time. But you were running it at 325 today, weren't you? Yeah, it was my first big cook on the Camp Chef. I wanted to sort of try it out and see what it was capable of. So I did a seven pound pork butt. I put it on at 325 and uh, probed it in the biggest part just so I could keep an eye on it remotely from my phone or whatever. Um, yeah. Sort of unbelievably, I had seen people talk about hot and fast before, and I always thought, well, it's not going to be good. It's never really going to get tender. It's just going to seize up. Render down. Yeah, but I would encourage you all to try this because it was a game changer as far as timing is concerned. I put it in at 9 o'clock this morning, chose not to wrap just because I think you get better bark when you don't wrap. I was pulling pulling it off by 3 o'clock because it was hitting 202 internal. 
And it was like moist. and Yes. So I did run a water pan in the cooker just because I didn't want it to get too like crunchy on the outside and and dry it out. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I I pulled it, put it on a tray and covered it with foil and let it sit for like 30 minutes to an hour before I pulled it. And then when I pulled it, it would I would put it up against any low and slow pork butt that I've done up to this point. Damn. So huge, huge time saver. Yeah. Give it a shot. You know, I wonder if it has anything to do with, like, the space of, you know, you cooked it in the Camp Chef today. Like, the air being able to circulate around, whereas if if it was, like, in a more encapsulated and a smaller, more dry, hot environment, you know, I don't know if maybe that had anything to do with it, but. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. have to try it in uh, a different cooker and see if it turns out the same way. pit barrel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Get it. Pit barrels cook them pretty fast too because they, they're running a little bit hotter, that 275, 285 range also. Mm-hmm. Not that fast, but they still yeah. run pretty pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. But then like, you know, like they say, like the, the moisture is going to drip all over the meat. So, you know, there's all different sciences to each different method. And I think that's cool that you can do a hot and fast on a pork butt. I want to try it. Pork butts are 99 yeah. cents a pound right now. Let's, let's get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Kroger. Um, yeah. Well, let's... $7 experiment. <laughs> all right. So now... Let's take a break, and on the other side, we're going to be jumping straight into Porn on the Podcast. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltmanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of that skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21 and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. Haltman, Family Meats, Do re mi va Sorry. Okay. All right, guys, we're back. Um, the guys are not here. Uh, they cannot hear me right now. So I'm going to introduce you to this week's porn on the podcast. Um, the theme is episode 73 bourbons. So if you go back and listen on episode... Uh, 73. Um, we talk a lot about the bourbons that we're going to be tasting here today. I decided to do this particular lineup um, for this porn when we were recording the episode. We had all had some strong opinions on a lot of the budget bourge- uh, budget bourbons, so I felt like a blind tasting would help shine a light on it. Uh, I also threw in a fourth bourbon as a bonus, first time in porn on the podcast history, and it is not a budget bourbon, so to speak, which Episode 73, we talked a lot about budget bourbons, but we also talked about what I'm going to have for our fourth pour. So here's the lineup. All right. Number A, Buffalo Trace. That is a 90 proof. Uh, number, number B, Maker's Mark, 90 proof. Number C is Wild Turkey 101, which is 101 proof. And as you can see, I'm kind of gradually going up to a higher proof. And then number D was the one that wasn't considered a budget bourbon, um, still fairly affordable at $52.99 a bottle. And it is the Old Forester 
1920. It's the prohibition style. And we, if you guys listen to that episode, you know how highly we talked about that one. It's an excellent pour. In fact, all four of these are awesome pours and we all had super strong opinions about them. So let's put them up against each other and let's see which one wins. Let's go. All right, guys, we're back, back from the break. Um, Y'all heard the skinny on what we're about to taste here, but these guys have Mm. not. Mm. So in front of us, you all have four different bourbons, A, B, C, and D. And let's just go ahead and jump right on into it with number A. Oh. uh, uh, Just... Just so we're on the same page, are we going to do like we used to do, uh, price, preference, and proof? Sure. Yes, sir. The three Ps. Three Ps. The three Ps. So number A, let's go ahead and smell it. And then it. like tasting it's notes in real time, right? Yeah. It's been so long. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold mine up to the uh, microphone so you can taste that or you can smell it at home. Yeah, just uh, scratch your podcast player. It's scratch and snuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, it, it smells really nice. nice. Oh, this is this is uh in in the words of Lou, this is deep. It's got legs. Mm. It does. Mm. As the Alma should say, it's got ankles. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> a little flat. It's light. It is what is that smell? It is woodsy like this this is um uh, this is what pisses me off about some bourbons is the nose is amazing. <clears throat> and then you don't get yeah, much on the taste. The taste doesn't follow it up. Definitely. Yeah. That's a woodsy, oaky. Swish it around your mouth. Second pour. Mm-hmm. It lights the tongue up. It's a, mm-hmm. yeah, the way that the, the way it burns is unique. I think it's delicious. Uh, listen, I, and this got to preface this to all the people that were we are um, that are listening right now. Just because we say we have a negative thought about a bourbon doesn't mean it's not a tasty bourbon. The only unless it's that Texas bourbon. That's that the only one. Dog shit. That's we'll the only say if one it's ever. not good. Yeah, I'll tell you if it's dog shit. But um, this is just we do this so that you all can have a better idea of what you're getting. This is lighting my mouth up right now. Kind of like I just rubbed some cocaine on my gums. Yeah. But like, I think because like it's my first pour of the night, not because it's necessarily a, a high proof bourbon. No, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, wait, I, I got to write it down. Remember. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, definitely, definitely thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, it was good. Definitely good. I agree with you guys though. I think it noses better than it tastes. It, it doesn't taste horrible. It's just not the complexity of flavors. There is a smell on this, and I can't pin it. I can't pin it down. It reminds me. It honestly reminds me of of dirt, and in, in, in a good way. So, like, we have. I, <laughs> I know. think that's that's called earthy. I think is I, that, <laughs> that's why you're supposed to say that. <laughs> no. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. That's more acceptable. I'll say earthy. Yeah, it's good. I like that better. But so I have these little dirt scent wafers that I put on for hunting, like a you know as a mm. masking scent, and it just you smell like one of those. There's a hint of it that does, like wet. Wait, boss. Hold on a second. In the hunting industry, you can literally sell dirt to people, and they'll pay money for it. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And urine. It's like I can smell like dirt, but I don't have to be covered in dirt because my sweet camo doesn't get dirty. Is is there a word for tater in like the hunting community? (laughs) You're looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) 
A Jakeinator, right? Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Now, like... I'm sniffing this super hard, and it's not burning my nose out, which that's leading me to also believe it's not super high-proofed. Uh, remember to leave a little bit in your glass to go back to So you it. can compare. Yeah. All right, you ready for number B? Yeah. Remember to write down your ready. three Ps. Right, yep. Picking up B. All right, we are going to move on to number B. Oh, wow. This smells fresher. Smells like a pear. Oh, my gosh, yeah. it smells like a pear. Fruity. This kind of remind. This reminds me of of the beach for some reason, but this would be a good. Um, yeah, I'm getting a pear. good bourbon to put in a. Oh shoot! What's that? Uh, like like an air freshener? The, a few drops the, in there. What's a the diffuser? The, yeah. What was it? Yeah. Sarah said that we. Uh, what was those drinks? <laughs> the mimosa. Mimosa. It's a good mm. mimosa bourbon. Yeah, man, love. I'm stuck on the nose on this one. I just want to be deep. The nose is floral and beautiful on this. I mean, I'm with you on the pear. The pear for sure. All right. Are we tasting it yet? Yeah. Let's go for a taste. Mm. Oh, it's sweet and caramel. Holy mm. smokes. Wow. This is fantastic. This is dangerous is what this is. Uh-huh. Th- this is a complete taste. You taste it on your tongue. You taste it when you swallow it. Like this one is, is much okay, more. Go back to the smell complete. now and you can really smell the wood in it after you've tasted Ooh. it. All right, you guys good? Mm-hmm. Cleanse the palate? Oh, yeah, good to do. I have missed this. I have missed doing this. It's been a hard minute. Mm. All right. Number C. Number C. Number C. Driving my nose straight <laughs> into the top of it. Well, that's Ooh. odd. That's odd. I know what I'm smelling off of it, and I'm smelling some vanilla. Because you've read the label. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm getting uh, notes of persimmon and... Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to save your taste Wet again. leather. Yeah. Sway, sway ours. Persimmon and stone fruit. Stone, stone fruit. fruit. Yeah. Yes. Baking spices. Oh, yeah. And... It actually was one. It is, it is vanilla. All the brown sugar, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> That's molasses. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. Alright, taste. The the flavor on this Ooh. is a lot stronger than the nose on it. Yes. That is it, a, um that's vanilla that's vanilla frosting. It comes in smooth and it hits hard. Well, no. Yeah, that's dry. That's that yeah, dry. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, there goes a little tangle. You tinkled? <laughs> My lips are tingling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there goes a little tinkle. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. It's still got a tinkle. It's kind of leathery. Yeah. That's a, that's a, what I, I'm catching. Yeah. And it's... Uh, Getting that on the nose, too. The texture of that one is, is different than the first two. It's almost... Uh, to me, it drinks... It's not hot like a high proofer, but it drinks like a high proofer. Like, it hasn't been cut as much. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mouth is a very dry mouth. Like I just smoked a joint. <laughs> I've never done cocaine, cocaine, marijuana, cannabis. I oh man, Cheetos. You our new sponsor of the show is the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, <laughs> Tobacco, and Firearms. Um, <laughs> they provided me with a lovely briefcase this evening, full of <laughs> unmentionables. 
No, just cocaine and marijuana. Oh. I will say this: all the the color on all of these is relatively the same. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, eh, not, they're not. they're all pretty dark too. Oh no, this last one's gonna hit, guys. I'm lo- just looking at it. This last one's gonna hit. Get get yeah, ready. Oh, this is yeah. This oh. is much darker. What did you? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> you okay? I am. All right, let's get a smell. Ready? This is number D, y'all. Number let's D. Number D. Mm, get Stacy's D in my mouth. Yep. That smells. Wait, that's why you did this, so I would say that. That's yeah, what it was. You I did. Get your D on her. <laughs> Dude, your put D your D D's in, in your mouth. Put my D's in your mouth. This smells like Home Depot, like lumber. <laughs> <laughs> you know lumber. I don't know. It kind of has uh, It has that same banana quality that some Jack Daniels has on the nose. Uh-oh. I'm definitely getting some fruit on it. It's kind of burning my nose too, though. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Tell yeah, me. I got a hard yeah, sip you, of that one. You can't. Uh, yeah, this sniff like, too deep on this one. This is oaky on the nose, like a mother. Ooh. With like a banana peel, like a like a like the, how a rind Ooh. would would be. Oh, it <laughs> slap you in the mouth. Burns the throat. That hit. Yeah. I told you it was going to hit. I just looking at it. Ooh. I tell it's going to hit. I wasn't expecting that. It starts very smooth, and on the throat, it hits. That's a... I'm going to say that's the highest proof out of all of them. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hang on. So I'm leaving a little bit in each glass to go back to as we talk about it. That's going to be my yes. strategy. When you know what it is. Yeah. I've gone back. I've gone back <coughs> right now. I got to get... I, this last one... Stacy, I know oh, this I is your pouring preference, but oh, I would love to hear the theme first, and then depending on what the theme is, I'm curious. I would like to try to guess. I don't know, maybe not guess. It okay. depends on no, the theme. No, I'll tell you the theme. Okay, I'll tell you the theme, but you cannot mm-hmm. change the prices that you have down. Well, oh, I didn't okay. do. I didn't do. I didn't do price. I, I have my my proofs and prices re- re- Written, yeah. I uh, wrote it down. So Joel, Joel told Jeremy supposedly, and then Jeremy told me that this is uh, collectively a one thousand dollar porn. Is that true? No, I was over at Jeremy's <laughs> house uh, okay. earlier, dropping off his samples, and I and I was going. I said, if we, I said, well, I said, if if, if we know Stacy, it's going to be like a thousand dollar porn on the podcast because well. I've heard I've heard Jefferson Ocean porn that she did the last time we did. What this. a letdown! No, this is not a letdown, in my opinion. And you guys tell me you've tasted all four of these. Was this a letdown? I want to guess. No, I no, think this, this is the best one we've had so far. But as far as flavors, I guess, these, were, these were all very good. The prices on this thing, <clears throat> I, I feel at a loss with it. But can I guess? This is your theme. Sure. Everyday sipper. That is not what I named it, but is fitting. Is it okay? Is it bottles we've know. had before, or is this all new stuff? Mostly bottles you've had before. Wow! Really oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh no! Okay, here we go. <coughs> all right, let's just roll. Right, let's just roll into it. We're going for the theme. Hit the theme. Here is the theme, and the theme is episode seventy-three bourbons. What episode seven? All bourbons we spoke about on episode seventy-three. Well, hell, I can't go back. And was that, that when we did the bottles under twenty dollars or the bottles under thirty or whatever? Budget bourbons. No budget way. Bourbons. These are all budget. <laughs> so I put but, my pricing. Oh my gosh! Based on knowing that it was the thousand dollars. 
So oh my god, my, my pricing is super high for all of these. But so all my prices add up to thousand like, dollars. They are not all budget bourbons. It is all bourbons we talked about in episode seventy three. So we did talk about the article that were budget bourbons, but we talked about other bourbons as well. Fascinating. Okay. So okay. Can, can I throw a, can I throw a shot in the dark? Is number D old grand out of one fourteen? No, it is not. Okay, just just wondering. Nope, it is not. I about to, I was about to, I was about to tell you. Uh, was number D five hundred dollars? Because that's what I have as the price for it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, are you ready? No. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Tell me which ones you like the best. Okay, here we go. We'll go they are not all budget bourbons. I will say that. I have laid out my prices here. I have my proofs. I have my. my all right, go ahead. A. Hey, uh, Jeremy, you start, bro. Okay, let's see here. Well, tell me which um, ones you like the best. Oh, yeah. Okay, Okay, here. I'll just do a quick rundown. Um, number A, I did 100 proof at $75. Uh, number B, I did 110 proof at $100. Uh, number C, I did 105 proof at $55. And number D, 120 proof at $110. And number D was my favorite. Number B was probably my second favorite, but they were all great pours. Interesting. Matt. All right. A, I said 100 proof, and I put it at $100. B, I said 90 proof. I put it at $250. C, uh, 100 proof, $100 plus. And D, 120 proof, and I put $500. Um, So Mm. my personal, I couldn't decide between B and D. I liked them both a lot, but for very different reasons. Uh, But I think Mm -hmm. that B, tonight at least, edged it out. So B was my favorite. D was my second favorite. Very nice. All right, so my favorite was C. Um, oh, interesting. I, re- I really, re- I liked C. I felt like it stood out. I feel like all the A, B, and D flavor wise and nose wise were really similar, but I felt like that C really stood out on the nose and the flavor profile. Um, on on A, I got ninety five proof, thirty bucks. B, I put ninety three proof, sixty bucks. C, I put 100 proof, $49, and D, I put 115 proof, $45. And the problem I have with the problem I have with D, I like high proofers, but the problem I have with D is it smelled great, but it was it when I would drink it, it was burning me out and I got no flavor off of it. I didn't get anything, but with C, C was the only one. You're gonna be so disappointed. I think probably D's probably a high rye. I think it's a super high rye mash bill. Well, she said bourbons, but, the, but C to me is very, it was, C was grassy, fruity. It was grassy. Uh, like lots of woody flavors, but on the, on the taste, it was sweet and leathery and just a little bit of the oak finish on the end of it. And I really enjoyed C. That was my. C, C was very, very right. dry too. Let's hear yes. what these were. It was, they were all it was the only one that was dry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Pull back the curtain, Stacey. Well, I will say Joel was the closest when it came to like proofs and, fl- and prices. Hey, oh, very Joel was very very close on proofs. So number A was uh, Buffalo Trace. Oh, oh. Mm. So I guessed A was uh, that's the okay. Sazerac. Oh. Interesting. And that is twenty three ninety nine a bottle and ninety hmm. proof. Twenty three ninety nine and ninety proof. And a very solid drink. Okay, if we may I say think so. It, solid. Buffalo Trace. It drinks at a higher proof than that, though. I think it drinks like it drinks hotter than it ninety does. proof. It does, hundred percent. Isn't it, it from their high rye mash so. bill? No, they don't. Or the the ten percent. It's the same mash bill no. as the H. So Taylor and says, Eagle Rare. 
But the thing is, a Buffalo. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know why it does it, but Buffalo Trace definitely drinks hot. It, it drinks like a hundred more depth, yeah. like a hundred proofer. Yeah, solid, mm-hmm. solid pour yeah. to get. Twenty four bucks, ninety proof. Everybody needs to have that in their cabinet. Yep. All right, B, the one y'all went Gaga over. Pear, fresh blossoms, and the beach. Ninety <laughs> what proof. I, what I, I wrote it. down on I the nose. Yep. Ninety proof. Yep. Nice. Maker's oh. mark. Regular Maker's Mark. Oh, Regular. I haven't had it in so long. Are you serious? Super light. Oh my Fantastic. gosh. Fantastic mm-hmm. in comparison to these. Great, great. Good old work. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. All right. Number C. Yep. Wow. That's that's pleasant. That, that pleasantly surprises me. That's great. Number C. Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was my least favorite. I'm so Hell disappointed yeah, that- in myself. <laughs> TRP TRP staple, bro. That's what I'm talking about. So that is 101 proof. Um, So good. I'm so uh, awesome. um, What's cool about it is the Wild Turkey 101 is a high rye content. It's perfectly aged in American white oak barrels with the deepest char for more character. Now, they're aged at least six years, but it, it comes out of the barrel at 109 proof. And then they dilute it slightly. And so, who was it? Uh, Matt said it hasn't been cut as much as Mm. the others. And that's exactly Mm. it. It comes out at 109, they cut it to 101. So, they just dilute it just enough, which is really cool that you said that. But you're not watering down the flavor. That's why it's so damn good. And I did guess it was 100 proof. So, I'm I'm a total of 11 proof off so far. A through C. Matt, what did you get for A? What was your proof for A? Is what I guessed. A hundred. Okay. I got 95. What was, what was A's? 90, 93? 90. 90. Oh, 90. Okay, I'm, I'm minus five. Okay. And then what was, 90. what was B's? B's was 90. Uh-huh. Okay. So minus A. I'm minus right. 11 right now. And then 101. Oh, I'm only minus <laughs> nine, bro. Chacho. That's close. <laughs> All right. And. I'm minus 24. So. <laughs> Number D. Oh, well, how much? How, how much was? Uh, oh, wait, it was good. <laughs> Wild Turkey One Hundred and One is twenty four forty nine. The price is kicking my ass. All right, so D, hit me. D is Old Forester nineteen twenty prohibition style. No shit! Ah. No shit! No shit! Wait, I nailed what, the proof the on proof? that nailed one. Nailed the proof, and this is the thing. He is one fifteen. I guessed one twenty. He has been in love with this. You remember we talked on uh, episode seventy three that we had had it while we were out. Well. I didn't mm-hmm. realize we had a bottle here, and I had told you guys, hey, Brittany at Bob's has uh, 1920. So I go out and I buy a bottle for the porn, not knowing we had one. Well, then Joel and I had a babysitter one night, and we were out looking at Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff, and we go to a liquor store, and he sees 1920. He's like, I need a backup bottle. I'm going to buy one because, you know, we've got one at home, but I want to get a backup. And I'm thinking, I just bought a bottle. Mm. So now we have three 1920s <laughs> at the house. Oh, no shit. Yeah, because I had already bought one. No, it. Oh, listen, okay, I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going back to the 1920 right now, smelling it, and I'm getting cinnamon, brown sugar. It smells like my in-law's house. They burn those Yankee candles. It says maple syrup, dark chocolate, caramel. That's what I'm getting, maple and syrup. And oak. So it's uh, and I think drinking... One, two, three pours before getting to this one. Um, masks that that why I wasn't getting any flavor off of it. But so you guys know I'm a big um, 
I love the 1920 Old Forester. It's a, so, it's a sugar bomb. It, and so um, mm-hmm. here's just a little history fact on it. Um, the Volstead Act of 1920 initiated prohibition in the USA. It granted permits to six distillers in Kentucky to continue to bottle bourbon for medicinal purposes. And through one of those permits, Old Forester was able to continue to be to produce uh, medicinal whiskey on Louisville's famed Risky Row. It's the only bourbon continuously sold by the same company that's been available for sale before, during, and after Prohibition. Wow. So at the time, they had to be bottled at 100 proof. And with a barrel entry proof of 100, the Angel Share created a 115 uh, proof whiskey after, maturate, after maturation. So this is just cool because it's like, it goes back to like the before, the during, and after Prohibition style, you know. One of six that was approved for medicinal purposes. And, you know, when you go to the um, when you go to the distillery, you know, they, they talk about that. They've got, like, the little card where it looks like they're even writing it for, like, a prescription and stuff like that, which is super cool how they did that back then. I mean, they're just letting people yeah. get drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was are. just an excuse. Like, oh, yeah, you need this. So, uh, it's going to relax your anxiety. It does do that. Hey, what was, what was B? B was Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. That one mm-hmm. right there, I, I am the most... I haven't, because Makers was kind of like my mm-hmm. gateway bourbon. I have been, I haven't been back to it in so long, and I am so surprised and like just, I don't know. I I got the feel goods from from trying this and and not knowing what it what it is and how good Makers Mark is. Yeah, and and what's unique about them is every barrel is rotated by hand, mm. and they don't age it uh, by time; they age it to taste. Mm. Huh? Damn, it is good. But it's regular old Maker's Mark, guys. But check this out, guys. Check this out. Have you know, did you notice, or especially with me, especially uh, now when we started finding out which one was which, we're all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's so good." You know, before we're like, "I just fucking sucks." You know, no, you didn't say anything sucks. No, I mean like, it, but but seriously, knowing what it is now, it, like it's like a placebo effect. It brings back like memories and things. Like, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, and oh, that's why yeah. I wanted to do this one because in that episode, all of us talked about those bourbons that were in the article, and we all had really strong opinions as to what was good and what one was better than the other. And I thought, well, let's do it blindly and let's just let them fight it out. So. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm about to make a buffalo turkey mark. <laughs> Joel, here in a were you minus 16? Um, I I already have a buffalo turkey mark. You got a buffalo turkey mark? It's going mm-hmm. down. I bet our ratios are different because I'm slurping. A buffalo turkey mark? Yeah, I'm yeah. Do that B- then buffalo too. turkey mark. Joel, what was your uh, proof score? What were you cl- minus six for the whole pouring? I'm minus mm. nine for the whole pouring because I nailed. Okay. I was uh, minus D. 16 for the whole one. Jeremy, what were you? Yeah, Joel really nailed that D. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that that's my score. I put my mouth on it and I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's like thirty or something. <laughs> <laughs> One thousand proof. Yeah. Definitely. But I hope this uh, helps everybody. Highest at home. number wins, right? Do what? what? <laughs> highest number wins, right? <laughs> now, this is golf. This is golf, buddy. Oh, golf is a pussy sport. It is. Anyway, oh, whoa. It is, but anyways, Whoa. I wanted to do this one. I hope it helps you guys at home. I know a lot of you guys, like, you know, are getting into bourbon, have already gotten into bourbon, and sometimes, you know, if you're really deep into bourbon, and you've become, you know, snooty about it, or you're bougie or whatever, yeah. you go back to these everyday pours, these affordable pours, the ones that have the history behind them, and guess what? Yeah. Fantastic. We, every one of us, were pleasantly surprised with this, with this porn, and it's all bottles that are readily available that are delicious and affordable at the same time. 
And Kentucky, baby. Because we have. I mean, like, I mean, all four of us, to a, to a degree, are pretty bougie about our bourbon. And we we forget to go back to these easy drinkers, these easy, like affordable. Like Yeah, easy, affordable, everyday drinkers that you can get on the shelf anytime. And they're, they're tasty. They're delicious. Mm. You're welcome. All right. So now it's time to take a break. When we get back, we're talking about what you can make for Easter and the double-smoked bone-in ham that we made. That's right. Talking about Easter about? right after we've just got four or five pours. Hey, plastered. Hey. hey, no, listen up, man. Jesus, he invented the hold my wine and yeah. watch this. Okay, so you know when he turned the, he turned barrels of water into wine. Okay, he 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 he's all about a little bit of a little <laughs> bit of porn right here. Okay, and when we get back on the other side, we're gonna talk about how you can uh, you know feed you. Oh, I thought we were talking about. Passed out, not pass over. <laughs> well played. Let's go. Let's go to the. Let's go to the break. Do you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best, Dowstrong. Dowstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At DowStrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code ThatReloadPodcast to save on the finest brand in the game. DowStrong. All right, guys, we're back from the break, and we want to jump straight into something that me and Stacy. Uh, did here recently that you can do when you're going to have a family gathering this coming up Easter is we double smoked a ham. So we actually got a ham in from a sponsor of the podcast, which is Haltman Family Meats. They sent us a smoked ham ready to rock and roll. And we decided we were going to take it one step further, smoke it again. And we rubbed that sucker down with our own blend, double action, put it all over that. And Stacy came up with a beautiful, Mike's Hot Honey bourbon glaze to put on top of it. Talk, tell us a little bit about that. So Ooh, I just cool. wanted to preface, um, you know, when we when we received our um, turkey from Halteman, it was a smoked bone-in ham, and it was a half cut. Um, they're $39.99 on their website, which is stupid, stupid. cheap. Uh, you can use code TRP21. It gives you 15% off that as well. But um, – it says on there like six to seven pounds and I weighed ours and it was eight pounds, 10 ounces. So it was a big old chunk of ham, um, but just patted it dry. We sprayed a little bit of um, oil on it just so that the rub would stick on the outside. Uh, this was not a spiral ham. It was a whole chunk. So we wanted to make sure that we rubbed it down um, and got it rubbed down. It was, and fur- it was it, as, as per we normally furry say, with it was, what? It was furry, furry, y'all. furry. double yeah. action. All right. Furry, furry with double, double action. action. Yeah, so you got that salty, sweet ham. Um, but the thing was, um, you when it's already, it comes already smoked. So when you get that, you can eat it cold. If you want to eat your ham cold, you can eat it. It's already cooked. Yep, ready, we ready, decided ready, that we wanted to do the double smoke method. So essentially what you're doing is just reheating that uh, ham back up, uh, providing a little bit of extra smoke flavor to it. And then, of course, we finished it with this thick, sticky delicious glaze so um so i decided that well we decided that we, we were going to do our best to spiral the ham so we used the dow strong uh jim what's that knife called yeah i i use it to slice that uh 
that beef shoulder I did, it's like it's their 12 inch Shogun series uh, slicer. It's, it's just a massive knife, okay. uh, great for cutting through huge chunks of meat. Well, was I was going to call it the slicer, but I know there's more to it than, than the Well, it was easy because, series. you know, you were trying to make the thick cuts just so that the glaze would kind of drip down into it. Um, yeah. We, I had mean, a method, it really had a wasn't. Method to our madness. It really wasn't necessary. You could leave the, the chunk whole, um, but it did allow for some more meat or some more sauce and uh, smoke to penetrate it. But Yeah, we wanted to get a little busy with it and I, I i wanted that sauce to be to get down in between the, the slices of ham so i took that slicer mm-hmm. and i did my best and, and i tell you what man that thing is sharp as hell because i was you know for trying to make even cuts when you're not using actual what a spiral or whatever was mm-hmm. this, i know i couldn't this believe thing it was like butter baby but anyways cut now did you did you like spot like it has the bone in the center right yes and, and so did you spiral around it or did you try to just make like round cuts on it? Just round cuts. Yeah, because I wasn't, okay. I mean, I, I just, I did, I did, he wasn't my, doing I, like, I hit segments, you know, and I, then I left one area yeah. on the back that wasn't sliced at all that we got, mm-hmm. we got to at the end of it after it was cooked. And that's gotcha. not necessary. Like, like I said, you could leave it just the way it is and then slice it afterwards. Like glaze you made uh-huh. was so tacky and, and, so good. and so delicious just that on the outside of the ham was enough. Yeah, because you had like this little like sticky crust on it. So like I know my parents, for instance, they prefer not to get one spiral. They just yeah. keep it whole and um, just slice mm-hmm. it. So um, we tell p- me about this glaze, Stacy. So um, t- to begin with, we did we threw it on the Camp Chef smoker at 275 degrees. Um, we had it rubbed down with the cut side down, uh, right directly on the grates, and essentially you want to cook it to about. We decided we were going to cook it to 130 and then apply the glaze. You want to get it to about 140 um, when you're when you're cooking the ham just to heat it through properly. We wanted the glaze um, to the stick. So the glaze, um, I took on just a little saucepan. I took um, three fourths of a cup of bourbon and I used Elijah Craig bottled and bond. I'm sorry, not Elijah Craig. Uh, Evan Williams bottled and bond. Um, and then I took Mike's hot honey and I used anywhere from a quarter to half a cup. You know, I eyeballed it, just squirted it yeah. all in the pan. Uh, I did a teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, a tablespoon of brown sugar, and half a teaspoon of pack and heat. And I'm going to tell you, it had a nice zing to it. Now, anybody that doesn't like spicy, I would just recommend instead of using the Mike's hot honey, I would just use regular honey. And instead of the pack and heat, use fully loaded because they are very comparable in um, flavor profiles, flavor profiles and ingredients. So um, I just heated that up for a while on um, on the oven and stove. Uh, yeah, and pulled the um, the ham out, poured it all over there, brushed it all over there, and cooked it for an additional 25, 30 minutes. And then at the end, I added additional Mike's hot honey. Just kind of opened up the grill. Um, squirted some hot honey on there, brushed it all over, uh, let it cook for five or ten more minutes just to give it that stickiness, and um, pulled it, and it was so good. Yeah, well, even even my kids though, like it had a zing to it. Don't get me wrong, like it, like you you could feel it, but my eight year old and my soon to be five year old were eating it. So oh, it, yeah. it, it wasn't that bad. It just had a little bit to make, mm-hmm. give you a little bit of tingle in your mouth, which they love flaming hot Doritos. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like my brother was talking about how he doesn't really like sweet hams. And this was more of a smoky, savory, salty, almost tangy. Like, you know, it, with, that, yeah. with, that, with the apple cider vinegar, but 
Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, when you're cooking a ham like this, that glaze is only hitting that little outside edge of it. So you can really have just a flavor bomb on that edge yeah. to kind of, uh, you know, mediate the rest of it. It's kind of like when you're cooking a tomahawk steak. It's so thick that you really want to get that outside full of flavor. That's, that's yeah. it. When you get these big you bite cuts, in. you want a crust on the outside. Yeah, you bite, you know, when you bite into the crust and the ham, you get, you know, a nice smoky ham and then you get that sweet, salty, savory uh, crust on there that's tacky. It gives a little bit of a different texture to to me, it's perfect to serve for Easter. You know, for 40 bucks, um, I can go out, smoke this thing, just basically let it ride, and then make the glaze and just pour it over there. I mean, so stinking easy. But and listen. then you serve it, and it's it's glorious. And you can serve <laughs> it with various breads, slider buns, different jams and fruit spreads, various cheeses, and yep. make your own little slider bar. Well, but if you don't have a smoker... You can do this in your oven. Just yeah. it's already two seventy five. You're gonna get that smoky flavor. The double action seasoning provides a smoky, you know, um, uh, element to it. So just do everything we talked about and put it in your oven and go to town. You know, get it up to what one, and that's easily one thirty. Glaze it. Get it up to one forty after that. Serve that bad boy. That easily will feed twenty mm-hmm. people. Oh yeah, I mean, and we, we had and so we kept, much ham. We kept the, uh, the ham bone. We're gonna, yeah. we're, gonna do, we're gonna do some, <laughs> yeah, yes. some kind of beans or soup or something. <laughs> some beans, baby. I'm bringing it over to my daddy, old buddy Licklider. He's gonna get us some beans, yeah. cornbread. Yeah, for his uh, what was it? His death row or his yeah, gas chamber meal? His gas chamber meal. We got the ha- my ham dad's hock. not a felon. Okay, he just we're just purposely. Yeah, we got the ham bone <clears throat> for that. So yeah, we're gonna get a few meals out of it. We've got a, fr- a fridge full of meat. You know, we I ate know on it my, yesterday. Uh, I actually made a ham salad with it. Uh, oh, it was last good. Night. Mustard ham salad. Oh yeah. Yeah, I added some. Dukes, um, some mustard, and then um, some some uh, pickles from Mount Olive. There's some new pickles that are like sweet and spicy, so they're like bread and butter, but spicy. Chop that up with the Dukes, the the mustard, and um, some fully loaded, and just mixed it up with the chopped ham. It was so good. It was it was really tasty. But I'm excited about the uh, ham sandwiches. I'm going to be getting for lunch coming up next oh, week. Oh, yeah. You're going to be getting some for lunch. The Traditional leftovers. Meal prep. Anytime we have uh, a big <laughs> ham, ham, ham like that, the leftovers are yeah, almost man. more appealing to me than like when you eat it when it first comes off the smoker. Like the leftovers are my favorite part of like Thanksgiving or any of these big meals like that. Leftovers are where it's at. You know, and I know a lot of people. Um, a lot of people don't prefer smoked foods. I don't. I don't even. They're know probably who. not listening to our show. They're not listening <laughs> yeah. to our show. I wouldn't say so. But I just want to say, do not turn your turn your head away from the words "double smoked" because it is not doubly smoked in flavor. It was perfect <laughs> amount of smoky savory mm-hmm. with a little bit of sweet crust, like. The double smoked element is really just heating it up, adding just a little bit of flavor and like providing that crust, and then boom. Let me ask you guys this: so easy. Do you all like? Do you prefer the the ham hot or cold? Hot all day. Julie eats it cold, and I think it's the weirdest thing ever. I don't think it's like, weird. I love it cold. She'll get a uh, a honey baked ham or something sometimes, and yeah. and just eat it cold right out of the fridge. So I, weird. I yeah. feel like the flavors are like almost uh, richer when it's cold. I've got to say, you know, as I, I unwrapped it, you know, it comes in that brown butcher paper. I unwrapped it and I was getting it ready to season up and put on the smoker. Um, and like little pieces were kind of falling off as I was about to apply the rub. And I was like, it's just like, it's delicious. It's so good. Cold or hot, it's perfect. Yeah, very good. And one thing I do want to add, you know, something that I didn't mention when you're cooking that, you know, I said I put the ham directly cut side down while we were smoking it. When you prov- When you put the glaze on there, 
you want to put a pan under there to catch all those juices. You don't want that hitting your grill grates or hitting the the smoke element. So at that point, it's just a mess. Yeah, it's I, just a mess. So I I got one of those um, disposable aluminum pans. I put the ham in there and then just right, straight from the pot, just poured it all over, basting it on all the spots that it didn't hit. Um, but you could also put it on like uh, what do you, like those racks the like a. Huh? Chicken rack. Oh yeah, like, like the, the with a cookie the sheet underneath racks. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just I was so that the juices can drip. You down can, but I would suggest just at that point just using a baking dish or something because those little cookie sheets that you put underneath there, that some of these hams can put out some juice, y'all. Yeah, um, and so. then try to carry that inside. It's going all over the place. I mean, you could even use a glass Pyrex dish. It's it's suitable at that temperature. It's suitable at four hundred degrees in the oven. So, uh, just to catch those juices. Just use a foil pan and avoid the mess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then you can They're throw cheap. it away when you're done. Exactly. Super. <laughs> Anything I put on my smoker, it's always a foil pan because I'm like, it's such a pain to clean. Yeah. Because when all yeah. those sugars start getting like caked on there and they start to caramelize on there, they're a biatch to try to clean off. So I, Costco, they've got like those 30 packs of the uh, disposable aluminum pans. Uh, I haven't heard biatch since <laughs> years. Bringing it to you after all this bourbon. Oh man, that's like, Anyways, Beav- that's like Beavis and Butthead days. I... <laughs> yeah, it is. That Maker's Mark time warp. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, Maker's Mark time warp. But yeah, so we did this as our Easter practice and now... We're probably gonna have to pick up another ham for Easter. Oh, 100%. We'll have another one coming in. Families, we've got both families we're gonna be hosting, and uh, we'll have us another ham. My dad is a ham fanatic, so yeah, and that was just so it was. I've always been intimidated by a ham, and that just made it like I'm putting out something so delicious, and then I thought it's really not as bad as I thought it was. You know, I was a little intimidated on um, the it, it not being spiraled, but. At the end of the day, it was freaking, it was nothing. No, it's you, good because you can cut you, it into you get, chunks, you get it, chunks. But you get the, the, the slices you want instead of these little thin things that you get from whoever you buy it from. You buy a ham that's not spiraled. I get to choose how thick I want my slices to yeah. be. Now, I know, mm-hmm. Matt, you have done the same method before in the past, and you used a, um, like a caramel, a peach caramel preserves, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, we talked about good. it on a, a show before. I think it was Thanksgiving, maybe. But there's a, a company in North Georgia called Unicoi Preserves that has a salted caramel peach spread uh, that you can make into a glaze, similar to the way that you did, Stacy. You, you know, butter, bourbon, and then this glaze or the preserves. I'm sorry, melt it down into a glaze. It's really good on ham too. I feel like I want to get um, more creative now there's like all these different glazes i want to do i want to incorporate some fruits next time maybe like an apple butter or an apple oh, jam or jelly with oh, yeah. with like the bourbon oh, would yeah. be like fantastic i made one one time and it was it was a bourbon i got it written down somewhere a bourbon glaze but we we took cloves and we plugged cloves all over the ham and then it was bourbon, brown sugar, There's butter, some mustard, um like, I think like some dijon Worc- yeah some mustard a little bit of worcestershire in there but it was fan freaking test i gotta find that and what's cool about it just get creative i know like i was going back and forth as to like creating my own with like the mike's hot honey or doing the maple bourbon glaze that we used on our hot wings that jeremy came up with for uh big kahuna wing fest yeah yeah so i thought more with the maple though like for me maple's more of the fall type themes so i'm gonna save Mm. that uh ham for the fall sweet well let's go to a break when we get back on the other side, what are we talking about, Stace? 
We're talking about rapid fire. And yours truly's Reload Recommends. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the show, guys. We're going to jump right into rapid-fire questions. All right, tonight, let's go. Let's do Joel first. Oh, no, don't do it. Joel, Stacy, Matt. We're going to go in that order. First question of the night. Are you a super cool individual with a clubhouse profile? Joel. Yeah, you damn straight. Oh, you're on clubhouse? Mickey Mouse clubhouse. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I don't have a clubhouse profile because I don't have a freaking iPhone. So they discriminate against Android users. Ah, Stacy. Negative. Negative. Matt. No, I don't. I know what it is. I haven't. I think it's. Isn't it invite only? Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, I've been invited. Um, if I would have had any Apple products in my household, I could be honest. So, so I guess I'm the I'm the only super cool individual here. Uh, looking at my clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Joel, yes. What is what is your favorite type of flower? Oh, I'm gonna have to say a lily. A lily, cool. Yeah. Stacy, King Arthur's. That was the answer I was looking for. Not yeah, King Arthur AP. AP, AP is good stuff. The uh, the white whole wheat is also fantastic. But Joel's over there making bread with lily flour. <laughs> Lily, hey, white lily, white, white lily is also an acceptable answer. He likes it's lilies. very good for biscuit yeah. making. It's very good for biscuit making. Uh, yeah, I think my my cornbread flour is from white lily. I thought you were talking about red. It was a play on words, Joel. You assholes! I think lilies smell amazing. <laughs> They're beautiful. Shit. True or false? Without his cookies, he's just a monster. Joel. True. Stacy. No, I don't think he's a monster. He's, he's a mouth. monster about you cookies. You shut your mouth. That meth head is, is no. a monster without his cookies. He's a monster sure about, about cookies, but he's not a monster. But without the cookies, what is he? He's just a cuddly little furry beautiful thing. What's okay. his last name? What's his last name? Bartholomew. What? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Farr, you probably know this guy well. Uh, I don't yet, uh, but I would say without cookies, yeah, he's a monster about the cookies. So without without cookies, I think he's just a Muppet. Yeah. He's just, he's nothing? He's, he's just nothing? Just a You'd rather he be nothing? Who are you, He's people? just nothing. Man, you guys really went off the deep end with that yeah. one. No joke. Name that Yay. movie. First one to get the answer, shout it out. A guy abandons his trash collection job for his crush. Oh, Wally. Who? Wally it is. That's That's incredible. How did you do that? That's one of my favorite Pixar movies. I love that movie. It's a great movie. I wrote it at the end where he's like trying to hold it up. That's a deep movie. It is. 
you know, tear. All the like fat humans wow. floating around, you know. I know. I felt like I, I felt like that was real life. Was I felt like. like Wally was coming to life during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, hey, rabbit, rabbit hole. You know, scientists are trying to send sperm up to the damn moon and moon, moon and store <laughs> it there for repopulation. Uh, yeah, like our eggs but going t- up there too. I guess. Yeah, you got to have more than just sperm. Maybe they're harvesting the, women. I don't know. Is that a potential title for this episode? Sperm to the moom? <laughs> the moom. To the moom. <laughs> the moom. Yes. Speaking of some beautiful burgers on Instagram today, smash burger or pub burger? Joel. Smash. Stacy. I'm going smash. That's interesting because last week when we did what kind of restaurant would you open, you both said you would open like a gastropub style restaurant. With smash burgers on the menu. With smash burgers. Wow. Just flipping the script there. Yeah. Flipping the script. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't picking that for burgers. We want to be different. No, no. Just clarifying. Yeah. No, smash burger all the way. Like when you skate off the edge of the burger and get those lacy edges that are so crispy. Mm. That's so good. Whenever you look deeply into smash burgers, like the lace, that is always the thing yep. they go for. <laughs> the laces. The lace. The burger lace. This is out. How do you how do you brew your first cup of coffee for the day? Joel. Well, walk into my kitchen. I open the door slowly. I reach for a K cup. I put it into the K cup machine. <laughs> the K cup machine. So <laughs> false. <laughs> he walks into the kitchen and his wife hands him a cup of coffee. Traditional household yep. mothers. That was what I was looking for there. <laughs> Stacy, how do you make yours and Joel's first cup of the coffee? Today? Now his is straight black and I add some collagen peptides to his and mine I do half and half coffee with some collagen. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, so I actually, Matt? Julie makes my coffee every morning as well. Add a boy, Matt. Add a boy, At least he gives her credit. Yeah. Uh, we have a uh, a really nice Sorry. drip coffee maker called a Technoform Mocha Master. So it's really good. Mm. Excuse me, the Mocha Master. Yeah, it's called a Mocha Master. Man, the master yeah, of chocolate. I'll send you guys a picture. Nice. I really need to. I really need to talk to my wife about this. This is kind of preposterous. <laughs> Uh, here, here I am slumming it, making my yep. own coffee every morning. Yeah. Come on, buddy. I get with it. Coke or Pepsi? Joel. Coke. Mm. All day. Stacy. From the Coke Zero Queen herself, Coke. Listen, the only Matt? thing that Pepsi does better than Coke is Wild Cherry Pepsi. Wild Cherry Pepsi is better than Cherry Coke, but otherwise, Coke uh, takes I, the I cake. Dis- I, I disagree on that. I believe the Mountain Dew is better than Mellow Yellow. I don't know, man. I, I might be a Mellow Yellow fan. It's not as sweet as Mountain Dew. All right, porn, porn on the podcast. <laughs> Sodas. <laughs> Having it run out. <laughs> yeah. Soda edition. We have, to, we have to mix some whiskey in with each one, though, to make it like yeah. really authentic. Oh, of course. Of course. And that brings us to the final question of the evening. Are Riddle Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Mr. Joel? Why, yes. Yes, they are. Because just like this Buffalo Turkey Mark... They are fantastically delicious. Fantastically delicious, just like tricks. <laughs> That's like Lucky Charms, I think. No. Oh, whatever. Who knows? Stacy. Do sheep wear sweaters? <laughs> they wear wool ones indeed. Matt. Yes, of course. Did you guys see the conspiracy theory about how, you know how like when we were younger, tricks were like shapes and stuff, and now they're just circles? Yeah. 
do you think now they're just circles because tricks are for kids and we can't see the shapes anymore? <laughs> Swear this is weird. Oh, no. This is weird. My son, right before recording, came up to us and was like playing a video and said, can you hear this? And I was like, hear what? It's silence. And I said, why? Can you hear it? And he said, yeah. And it, was, it said, kids can only hear this sound. Adults can't hear this. Nah, he that was messing like a, with you. Yeah, no. th- that's a prank video where he doesn't play well, anything. Well, he, he could hear it, and I couldn't. It, it's a debunk because I could hear it. It's a little, it's just a ring. Is all it. A high-frequency noise oh. that they say adults huh. can't hear, but he held, he was holding the thing right up to his ear. He said he could no, hear it, that's but not true. he I was playing it, it for me, and I, I couldn't hear it. I heard it. <laughs> well, you're a damn kid. Well, I, got, I got eagle ears, okay? You're a kid. That makes sense because you're you're a child at heart, Joel, and with that, I'm going to toss it over to you for your segment. That's right, guys. It's time for that, that segment of the podcast that you love and yearning for, where we tell tell you things, recommend things that are badass and awesome. So with that being said, let's roll straight into... Reload! Recommendations! Recommendations! Reload! Yeah, baby! So, let's do this right. I want to put things up first and impersonal. I can't talk anymore. Matt, you're going first. Oh, what are you saying? I don't right. know, man. <laughs> I have no idea. Matt, you're going first. Stacy is second. Jeremy is third. And yours truly is going to roll things out. Did you say first, first and impersonal? He did. First and impersonal. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yes. Hello, turkey bar. Just bring go, man. Let's do it. All right. All right. So this week for Matt's music, uh, I have American alternative rock band Counting Crows. So I wasn't here last week to bring a new song for my spring music pick. So I'm back this week with a little song you may have heard before. Originally released in 1993, this is a song called Mr. Jones. song i am in the car Man, smoking too. cigarettes to that song <laughs> <laughs> that not one anymore. slaps matt that slaps oh, so man, i have a little i have a little bit for you on that one so that the album that it's from is called august and everything after uh so the song called mm. august and everything after didn't actually make the album but the album cover is the handwritten lyrics to that song even though it wasn't on the album uh counting crows did eventually release that song, but not until 1999. Or, I'm sorry, 2019. So it was 26 oh years my. later. 26 yeah. years later. Yep. So little That's uh, crazy. Uh, food for thought on Counting Crows trivia. Wow. All right, Stace, what you got? All right. So I am recommending just a little recipe per se, uh, something that I've been making. Um, it's a chaffle. If anybody's heard of that, if anybody's done carnivore, low carb, anything like that, um, you get one of those mini waffle makers. Uh, they have ones called Dash. They're like 10 bucks. You can get them pretty much anywhere. And you just take it in a bowl. You crack an egg, whip it up, add half a cup of cheese, any cheese you want. You can go so creative with this. And I add high caliber. Um, our friends from Send Butter, Spencer Kirksey, he likes to add Magnum. 
You could add pack and heat, fully loaded, anything to give some added flavor, but you just mix it on up. Take your mini waffle maker and spray it with some spray oil so it doesn't stick. And then what you just made in that bowl will do too. So you're gonna pour half of it evenly on your waffle maker and close it for two to three minutes till it crisps up. And you can use that, you can eat it plain, so it's essentially just cheese and egg. Um, you can use it to um, as a burger bun. You can add top some salsa on it, sour cream. You can uh, put taco meat and taco fixins for like a taco bowl, anything like that. So you can get so creative. I've seen people do it with mozzarella cheese and pizza sauce. Um, and it's just an excellent low carb way uh, to up your protein. Even our and, kids, uh, even our kids love these things. Yeah, our kids were just chomping down on them today. It's so easy. It fills you up because of the protein. And yeah, delicious snack. Mm. Chaffle. The chaffle, y'all. Why you is that called a chaffle? Cheese waffle. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a cheese waffle. You put it in a waffle maker, man. But, so I use like Colby Jack typically. Actually, today I used sharp cheddar with it uh, in high caliber. And uh, it's so good. You just sit there and eat it. But you can add whatever to it. I, I did put some hot sauce on it. Mm. I um I never tried these when I was on the carnivore diet um because chaffle sounded too much like a venereal disease um, <laughs> like I could just imagine someone walking into the doctor and be like I got the chaffle it was so pernicious you do. <laughs> like, uh, like, hey 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 listen I, we didn't get to hear it on the last episode but Lou cleared up what the pernicious was it's a beer it's a beer from Wicked Weed it's an IPA you that. I know I I forgot what the hell it was so and of course Lou knows so, yeah so suck on that boys chaffle try it pernicious tell Don't me catch hey it. and if you've had it message us tell us all Don't. the ways <laughs> he said don't catch if it you've had it don't look at me they they started it don't if don't let made... me into this this is just jeremy yeah it's jeremy and you Sorry. You leave Matt out of this. Uh, no, if you guys have tried it, if you have other variations that are delicious, uh, send us a message. I'd love to hear them. Yes. For sure. Jeremy, what you got, homie? <clears throat> uh, this week, I would like to recommend a movie. Uh, we talked about it oh. a little bit in our group chat. Um, the Snyder Cut of Justice League uh, came out on HBO Max this past week. And um, <clears throat> the theatrical version of Justice League was... Um, a flaming bag of dog shit that you would stomp on on your front porch. Um, it was just really, really bad from Henry Cavill's CGI'd mustache. Oh, I forgot about that. Film. It, yeah, it was it was a, a horrifically bad movie that crammed way too much crap into like its like sub three hour runtime. Um, there were many, many, many petitions to bring out because Justice League came out in 2017. So now here in 2021, we're coming out with a new version of it four years later. So uh, Zack Snyder, I don't know if you know the story or not, but uh, during during the filming of Justice League, his daughter died. Oh my so gosh, he left, serious? Yes, yes. He, he had to leave the filming to go be with his family. Obviously, um, a very difficult time for him. So uh, he left the filming and they brought in um, Joss Whedon, who uh, couldn't be more of an opposite director. Zack Snyder is very dark. Um, he's known for his films, uh, you know, 300, Sin City. The yeah, Star, great movies. Joss Whedon is known for very campy superhero films. So now you have a mix of very dark and very campy thrown together, and it was just not a good film. So uh, they brought Zack Snyder back. They re-edited the entire film, shot some new scenes, and now the film is over four hours long. It is. Uh, it took me two days to watch it. No shit. It is, extre- is, it, it is extremely long. 
uh, but they do a really good job of filling in a bunch of plot holes from the original film, and um, uh, it starts out a little strange. It's filmed in a 4-3 format instead of a uh, 16-9 that you'd normally have, so I'm like, what is this pretentious motherfucker doing? <laughs> and uh, it moves on from there, and you're like, all right, like, you know, this is the Justice League film, this is Justice League, and then there is a lot of different stuff in there. It is a completely different film. Uh, definitely worth the watch if you're into superhero movies. Um, but yeah, uh, I would recommend watching it much, much better than the original. Is it, is it all right? Go ahead, Matt. Does it stay 4-3 the whole movie, or does it eventually switch back to widescreen? It stays 4-3 the entire movie. You kind of forget about it after uh, a couple hours, um, you know, because it's such a damn long movie and like i was (laughs) i went into this movie with a very negative perspective i'm not the biggest Zack snyder fan um but he he really did right by this movie like it it was significantly better there was because the first the original theatrical version makes no sense the plot is just full of holes um it's absolutely horrible um, I mean, like it's like a chaffle that you didn't put enough cheese into the iron. It's just nothing but That's holes. A great reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but he really does it. He fills up the waffle iron in this one. It is uh, complete and uh, definitely worth the watch. So let me ask you this: I get that, that the first Justice League was an utter letdown, terrible. Yeah. Um, but do you think this one is uh, okay for kids? Eight and five year old tra- kid. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I mean, like, obviously, there's not like graphic sex scenes. I mean, like, it's not like watching Bridgerton on your back patio or something. <laughs> um, we haven't seen the graphic sex scenes yet. <laughs> we'll get. Um, right, we'll get there. Y- yeah, I mean, like, it's still a superhero movie. It's just much darker. So if you think like, y- like, you'd have to take it by your child. I mean, there's not like they're not like cussing each other out. There's not like sex scenes in it. There's not like that sort of stuff in it. Sure. But like, if you feel like dark ominous themes are going to give your children nightmares and obviously no but if you feel like no they're like they're okay with that sort of stuff then like you know um they would be fine with it if they were okay with the first one they'd probably be okay with this one because like it really just cuts out all this stupid dialogue that made no sense and then like adds adds a bunch of stuff to the plot you know ah they're gonna watch it i don't care (laughs) yeah it's on HBO Max. Check it out. Worth it. Sounds ah. like what you guys will be watching when mom goes to work. Yep. I've, def- I've been wanting to watch it, and I want to catch it before it goes off HBO Max 100% because um, it looks like a really good movie. So great recommendation, mm-hmm. homie. So my, I, I, I would I, I would give yourself two nights to watch it, though, because it is it is over four hours long. Yeah, four hours. That's, that's like Braveheart-esque. Yeah. With the kids, that's yeah. like... Three or four nights. It, it it took me two two nights to watch it because it was so long. Wow, wow. All right, well, guys, go check that out for sure. My recommendation uh, this week is something a little bit different. I'm going to re- be uh, recommending an organization. Um, I want to recommend Blood Origins. So, I've been following this guy for a while now, and he's got a little organization where he supports hunting and wildlife. Um, uh, can't think of the word. But anyways, um, like conservation, conservation. Yeah, thank you. I, I couldn't get it out. But that, that's what he does: is he fights for our right to conserve wildlife and to hunt. And it's been under attack here a lot recently, and to the point where you know I feel like you know I need to step up and do my part. 
But I, I ask everyone out there that if you're a hunter or not hunter, but you believe in, in conservation of animals, you go check out Blood Origins, watch this guy's stuff, and then for less than uh, the price of a cup of coffee, you can support this guy every month and his foundation to help all of us fight for the right to be the stewards of the animals across the United States. So that's my recommendations. Check it out, Blood Origins. You can go to find him on Instagram. Click on the link in his bio. Take you straight to uh, where you need to go to support the program. So that's my recommendation for the week. And that being said, let's roll into it. It's time for that. Stacy, I didn't know. I didn't know that you didn't like the F wide intro until I was listening back to last week's show. Yeah, no, it makes me cringe. It's my Absolutely wrong. despises it. Ah, I love it. That makes me like Who it even more. It? Who despises it? You. you do. Yeah, I do. It makes my skin crawl. I, I tried to get them to not do it. So when I do this. I like FWAD, but I don't like the. <laughs> so when I, it's like you don't know how to deal with children, Stacey. You can't tell them you hate something. That just gonna, makes they're just going to do it more. Exactly. So you don't like you it when I'm like. like <laughs> it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Bienvenue, and welcome to this week's FWAD, this week, day, month, year, century, millennia, second, minute, nanosecond, yes. whatever the hell else. Stacey's slitting her own throat. <clears throat> Alright guys, I thought it was time, high time, that we got into some knife terms. Oh, oh speaking of slitting my throat. <laughs> speaking of s- slitting Stacy's throat, yep. here's a tongue twister for you. If we were to cut her throat into small, thin strips, much like matchsticks, <laughs> we would be julienning it. Julienne. The word of the week is julienne. 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 Jul- Matt, uh, you want to gauge the uh, the prowess of Joel yeah, this Joel, week? I don't know if you know this, but oftentimes I ask you on a scale from 1 to 10 how confident you are, and you never yeah. say on a scale from 1 to 10 how confident you are. <laughs> You start rolling into how difficult the word is. Yeah. So on a scale from one to <laughs> ten, not, how confident are you? I'm going to give myself a solid six on this oh, one. Six and okay. a half, man. Okay. Six and a half. Six point five. All right. Julian. 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 I feel good about this one. Jay. One you. guess. Everybody knows the rules. That's, that's right. J-U-L-E-N. Julian. Julian. <laughs> Eh. No, those are the right letters. No, you're missing. Them. You're just missing some. J u l i e n n e. Yes, J u l i e n n e. So uh, I read on, I read. On, a high, on a high note here, Joel. On a high note here, Joel. You didn't add any extra letters. You normally add a bunch of extra letters. Yeah. Uh, you just didn't have enough letters this I time. I just say so Julian. <laughs> Julian. Julian. Can I Julian these veggies like up? Orange Julian. <laughs> I want to jewel my foot in your ass here in a minute. Oh, Julian. <laughs> That's right. Julian, it's a cut into matchsticks. All right. There you go. Well, okay. Hope you all got a good laugh out of that one and learn some good French talking. But that's the end of the podcast, and we love you guys. We thank you all so much for listening to this show. We hope you learned some stuff. I hope you could laughed at me being can't, who can't talk anymore. But... <laughs> Can't, who me who can't. can't talk no more it's not working today but anyways hit that subscribe button guys do it do it right now that way you can listen to that reload podcast anytime anywhere we love you guys we'll see you on the next show see you next tuesday
This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. My tongue's not working. That's unfortunate. Literally. That's a shame. It's literally not. <laughs> literally not. I can't enunciate today. I think it's. all that bubble. Bo- all right. See you in a few. So what do you think it is? See you next If Tuesday. it's really $1,000, I only have one guess. Well, no. Joel was just like, you know how Stacy likes to spend money on, on bourbon. <laughs> Um, the only thing I can think of is like, why did she make it four? Maybe it's four roses. I don't know. Oh, well, that would make sense. That would make sense. Um, or she's just been sitting on a bunch for a long time now and it just keeps getting bigger. You know, I, I thought maybe if it's truly a thousand dollars, I wondered if it was, uh, uh, like if she was able to bum some B tag from Steven. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's William Leroux Weller, all four of them different no. years. <laughs> I was, but then, but then it's like, which one's not there? You know, I, I have no idea. It's just, it's like, I, I do the same thing around Christmas time is try to guess what the stuff is. Hey, we could do shot skis with it. Everybody take one Glen Carn and we'll like raise it. Yeah, we might need like a slightly bigger one. <laughs> we'll all be together. <laughs> we would be mouth to mouth. Straws. Straws. That's not a shot ski. If We'd it's have straws. to do. <laughs> <laughs> we all like side by side drinking out of a drink. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we're you know what when it, when all this COVID shit's over, we're getting a big, huge ass margarita. We're all four doing that. Um, we'd have to do the thing where they do with the champagne glasses where you pour it in the top one and then it goes from champagne to champagne yeah, glass. But like the waterfalls. You know, but with our mouths, like it drips out of one person's mouth into the other <laughs> and then we each get to taste it. I'll be the top. No, you just stick a, okay. str- you just stick a straw into that person's mouth and suck it out. You know, as you go to the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I call top. <laughs>